0: Cynic
1: Empowerment! Last time on Cynic Empowerment. That's right, I remember when I was young and my father taught me to shit on a piece of wood. Those were great days. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. My father took two by six of of red cedar. Oh, that, that wonderfully aromatic red cedar. He's like, I tell you what, Tim, I'm gonna show you right here,
0: right now, <laughs> how to shit on this piece of wood. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn,
1: and I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. You kind of kind of changed it up with
0: the uh, announcement there. Our, yeah. our, our title is a is uh,
1: it's more empowering.
0: I'm trying to. I'm working on my beefcake voice. I want to sound like a beefcake, like uh, like super strong, like mass gain, super nine thousand kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, ma- mas- masculine. I want I want people to associate my nerd face with masculine lenity. <laughs> You're
1: just like gonna have like your regular head and neck, <clears throat> and then the oh, rest of your body is just gonna be jacked.
0: Oh my god. Uh, I wasn't even going to bring this up, but have you heard about how a bunch of celebrities are getting flack for basically paying for their students to get accepted into Ivy League schools? No. Oh my God. Okay. I don't even know. I've just heard about it. I don't even know exactly which schools it is. I'm assuming it would be places like Stanford and Harvard. I'm not certain I could be spreading libel. But from what I understand, basically, they uh, these celebrities wanted to get their kids on to teams, uh, sports teams and stuff like that. So what they did is they paid professionals to Photoshop their kids' shitty faces on top of professionals' bodies to what? get them accepted on the sport team. <laughs> so basically exactly what you described is like taking my face, putting it on like Michael Jordan's body, <laughs> and then being like, hey... Uh, he, can my kid be on the soccer team? Be like, your kid has a white person's face and Michael Jordan's body. This is obviously <laughs> photoshopped. <laughs>
1: but if the Photoshop is good enough, and at the very least you, you can you can match ethnicity. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> then, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's like okay, we're going to select this color here, change the shade, radiant on it. Look, it matches now. But yeah, that, that's the that's
1: worst it. idea. It's like buying a car that you've never <laughs> driven
0: or yeah, be like hmm, seen in person for that matter. I'll take that one. It was like, yeah. trust me, you don't, you don't just look, it's like basically getting catfished. These coaches were getting catfished by like <laughs> little nerdy kids that didn't know how to play sports. It's yep. like, oh, damn, I'm going to swipe right on that body. I want him to play on my team. And then they shows up. He's like five foot two, zero <laughs> <laughs> muscle mass oh (laughs) damn it what the fuck who is this kid That just that puts the kid in an awkward
1: circumstance
0: yeah and and apparently the kids didn't even know their parents were doing this shit so they thought they they were getting into these schools based on their own merit and then the parents were actually just like Spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh man. It's a whole scandal. It's a whole thing. Uh, yeah. you should whole, look into it. College athletics is a scandal, but we'll save that for another. Oh time. my god. It is. Yeah, uh, they're just making money off these fucking poor kids.
1: It's pretty disgusting. Um anyways. You know
0: what else is disgusting? Uh so yeah, potholes are pretty gross. <laughs> they're they are gross. I hear I hear the DC area has an issue with potholes. Yeah,
1: I will. I don't know. I feel like a
0: lot of places
1: have issues with potholes. Like I used to live on a road uh, in college. You know, you've you've driven on that road before, and it was terrible uh, when when uh, when I first had driven out there. Uh, It's disgusting. It was was absolutely it was treacherous. Like you couldn't drive on it above ten miles an hour for fear of damaging. The everything with your car,
0: it would make your car explode. I I, right, it's like the video games where whenever you hit hazardous terrain, you like slowly your car gets more destroyed and start smoking yeah. it's like okay. grand theft auto basically was you driving on that road and, yeah. and by the time you got to your house it was on fire and you had to like run and jump out of it before it completely exploded that's right it, which is exactly what you do you just like go and find some other vehicle and you just get inside of it and you exactly. like ah
1: full health again
0: full health again haha <laughs> Hope i don't have to drive on that road again anytime soon hell yeah i feel like it was like ex- paradoxically like the, the exact opposite issues though because the road you're describing was in a very poorly funded uh, rural area where yes. you would expect for them to have no money to fix the roads but now you live in a metropolitan area with really expensive houses yeah so which is usually public money from like house taxes and stuff like that is what's used to fix roads so what's the fucking deal why aren't these <laughs> roads getting fixed <laughs>
1: It really doesn't make any sense. Now there is constant road work that's going around, uh, going on around where I live. But even so, like I've, I've still damaged a, a my fair share of vehicles by driving on on terrible roads with massive potholes or. Or what have you? I was on my way back from uh, Falls Church, Virginia, actually, and there's a terrible road out that way. It's going a little bit too fast, and I, I blew a tire out, blew it right oh, out. No. Uh, didn't have AAA either, so no. In addition to that, you no. know, not having a safety net, not having anybody around, and trying to get a vehicle home <clears throat> just by paying an independent. Uh, a uh, tow truck in order to take your car back oh, those
0: are so expensive
1: it gets expensive real fast and it's also kind of it, it's a, it's an uncomfortable circumstance because you're at the whim of those people
0: at, oh at yeah
1: time. you're like hey could you uh, tow a vehicle for me And they're like yep where you want to tow it to and from and like uh i want to go from here to here And like that's gonna cost you about five hundred dollars Yeah. and you're like what are you are you giving me lip boy it's gonna be six hundred dollars. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Any
0: time they can change the price.
1: Yeah. Like, once they, like, hook my car up, uh, they're like, all right, so you agreed to pay $1,800. Is that correct? It's like, wait a second. Wait, no. No, that's not what I said. That's not what you determined to agree to. Yeah, that's what, that's what my car's worth. It's like, well, it can be worth exactly what it is right now if I just leave it right where it's at.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is like, $0. No. It is worth nothing. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, that's complete horseshit, man. So you're screwed. Uh, that- even with uh, with uh, any of
1: the roadside assistance uh, peoples like you can start a subscription but of course they don't want you to start uh, paying those fees and then have immediate service because you know then you're essentially just paying a tow truck company right yeah so they will say you know you can start uh, you know paying us our fee and then we will come and help you the next time you need help ie not today Wow. And if you do come out today, we're going to charge you this extra special, super expensive fee because obviously Christ. you're trying to start your subscription so that you can get service today. It's ridiculous! It's absolutely because. ridiculous. I don't even know what to do about it. Like, should I like should I contact my my local municipalities? Should I try to take more federal gas taxes and you know, use my state tolls and whatnot? And absolutely not. And
0: potholes? What? What you should do instead of relying on the infrastructure structure that was actually built to help you in the situation, what you should do instead is just call Domino's and do all that work for you because that's the world we live in, Tim. We live in a world where we have to rely on corporations like Domino's to solve all of our problems, including potholes.
1: What, they're going to stick shitty pizza in it? I don't get it.
0: Yeah. What's going That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to come up, they're just going to take all the shitty pizza boxes and fill up the hole and then... Well, when you drive over it, you'll just have like a nice little cushion. You'll hit the hole, bloop, and then hit the, the all of that cardboard, and then you'll be able to safely go on your way and continue.
1: That sounds
0: a hell of a lot better than
1: actually damaging my car in a pothole, though. Exactly. But Domino's just going to fix it for free.
0: Apparently. So apparently, uh, as part of a campaign, Domino's has been going around the United States of the States of America within the last year. I don't know if they're still doing it. Uh, they started doing it like January of 2018, Mm. uh, so a little over a year ago, and they've fixed over 200 potholes at this point. Uh, Out of, I guess, goodness, I guess maybe they're tired of, like, paying their employees to go and fix their tires. Like, damn, this is making our life harder. Why don't we just do this for ourselves, week, week, nudge, nudge, and say we're doing it for the people, and we'll get, like, a lot of positive news from it because literally... Uh, local municipalities that are actually taking people's tax money and supposed to be fixing it aren't solving the fucking issue
1: oh my god and of course this could be linked to so many other uh, public systems that we take for granted uh like what if you had a domino's ambulance like roll up and it was like right. oh yeah we're gonna pick you up And then we're going to drop off this pizza.
0: (laughs) It's a combined service. We noticed that someone was having a heart attack uh, less than a mile from your house. So we're going to pick you up in our Domino's ambulance. (laughs) Two birds, one stone. They like put the IV in your arm and they like taking your
1: uh, taking all your vitals and then they hand you like a little cup of like ranch sauce and they're, like oh my God. people really like the ranch sauce especially solo you can go ahead and have this one on us
0: if, if you're going into like a diabetic coma you can just like have some ranch sauce to get you out of it
1: yeah <laughs>
0: they accidentally like hook you up to the wrong machine to start injecting marinara sauce into your bloodstream. <laughs> I'm feeling like an Italian. (laughs) Damn it! Bleed marinara. (laughs) We realize it's really important to get you to the hospital, but we're going to have to go five minutes out of the way to deliver this pizza real quick. It's going to get cold any second now. (laughs) You see, like
1: the they're like running up to the door and they've got this little stretcher and it has the pizza on top. They pull (laughs) up, guys. Like I didn't order that. Like you you didn't order this pizza. It, it it would become farcical pretty fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, via tips. What, you're not going to tip, you asshole? There's <laughs> a, a sh- guy in the ambulance
0: dying right now. <laughs> right now, to serve you this pizza.
1: Help him pay his medical
0: bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 10% of every dollar you, you donate in tips goes to his medical cost. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to tip?
1: Yeah, don't don't you feel some some bit of remorse for the fact that Domino's
0: is your EMT service? <laughs> oh man, that's awful. But well, that's basically the world we're starting to live in. Yeah, uh, in a literal sense. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's pretty sad, uh, but also great. I mean, like it's great that somebody's like doing it. Like the potholes definitely need to be fixed. Like that's definitely something that needs to happen. Should it be Domino's doing it? Meh, probably not. Should it be the average citizen doing it? I mean, like if we had the if we had the means to do so, would you go out and fill potholes around your uh, local area?
0: I mean, defi- I mean, if it was convenient, I don't know. I don't know how to fill a fucking potholes, Tim. Even if I had the means, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. It's like well, here's all- everything you need to fix a pothole. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: These guys seem to know what they're doing. They like got like a truck. And then they're, like, dumping some black shit on the road. And there's another guy with a shovel, and he's pointing his shovel at the stream of black shit.
0: Yeah, they're professionals.
1: That's what they do. I've seen it. I'd say say that I know how to fill a pothole based on that picture.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, they even got some cool cones that say uh, paving for pizza on them.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a great marketing campaign. I I guess there's two sides to this coin. On part of the side, yes. It's good that these potholes are getting fixed. Um, I'm not going to say it's not. Domino's definitely could be spending its money in worse ways. As far as an ad campaign goes, it's better for them to fix potholes to advertise their product than pay for some shitty commercials on TV. That's I'll agree with that. Yeah. The cynic in me says this is like some shitty Band-Aid approach and... Basically, our municipalities will be more and more lax to solve our issues and we will become more and more at the whim of dominoes and other corporations, I guess, niceness to go and solve our issues that our tax dollars should be solving. And we'll be more at the whim of the kindness of strangers with things like GoFundMe and relying on our friends and families and complete strangers to pay for our medical bills because our politicians can't figure the shit out. That, that's the flip side of the coin.
1: Despite the fact that they're still readily accepting our taxes yep. and then appropriating them incorrectly so that things like potholes still exist.
0: Despite exactly.
1: That that's one of the things that you really need to fix.
0: Yeah. You want people to go to work, you, they need roads.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Have you ever had a, your car destroyed by a pothole or some type of uh, roadside hazard?
0: I fortunately have not. I've been lucky to, despite have hitting many potholes in my life, none, I haven't had my car start turning on fire and explode Grand Theft Auto style from hitting enough of them. I, I've just rolled the dice well enough every time that I didn't have a critical fail and have my tire explode Fortunately, but, I, but I've had, have, you know, obviously family members and friends that have. So, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't like having to swerve around a pothole and decide, like, do I want to hit that pothole head on or possibly have a head on collision with the car coming the opposite direction? Like, mm. how well can I time this? Yeah. I don't, no one enjoys those situations. It's, it's
1: pretty close. I saw, speaking of, uh, you know, like running in head on into traffic or, uh, you know, uh, avoiding uh, some type of hazard. Uh, I was on this uh, road trip with one of my buddies and uh, we were driving along. There was a semi coming in the opposite direction and uh, like we were in the middle of a conversation and he just like stops and like looks at his rear view mirror as we pass this semi. And he's like, dude, that, that, that truck just obliterated that deer. And because there was a deer on the side of the road that we, uh, that we were passing and it had just like, it sprayed the thing all over the place. The semi truck hit the deer. The semi truck hit the deer. Oh yeah, and just like obliterated the deer. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, well, you know, if we had hit that deer, well, you know, we would probably be in some serious trouble. You know, like I've, I've seen people that uh, have had deer go through their windshields or that, that have you know totaled their vehicle at least. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what if uh what if Domino's had like a I don't know hunting for pizza campaign.
0: Hunting for pizza.
1: Go up you know, keep that deer population down. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now with the new Venison Domino's pizza, you can have fresh venison, venison sausage all for the low low price of so 99. Oh, if if you bring a deer to your local Domino's, we will dress it and serve it on pizza. <laughs> You'll get pizza for free for the next six months if you bring in a dead deer.
1: (laughs) You're sitting there at the counter ordering and this guy just like drags a deer in by its (laughs) handlers. Like, here you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) Like, um... I don't feel comfortable waiting for pizza with this dead deer in here. I uh, hadn't strung that one up
1: just yet. Still fresh. Mm, Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean... It sounds far out and ridiculous, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe not specifically hunting for pizza, but just tons of other ridiculous things. I can see these corporations doing by because it, it's an obvious issue, right? Like everyone can see it's an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. People can see it's issue. Even soulless corporations like Domino's can see it's an issue. So mm-hmm. uh, if you leave a crack like that open, eventually something's going to fill it. Literally, someone's going to fill that pothole, whether it be Domino's or someone else.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. It,
0: it, it's not a whole
1: lot different from having toll roads, though, right? Like, especially if they're privately maintained. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of like a similar deal. Um, I mean, well, different in the sense that it's like, okay, well, you have a road that's not absolutely necessary to drive on, but it's definitely better than the uh, locally you know, state or federally maintained roads uh, in the general vicinity around that toll road. Yeah. So I don't know. You're certainly paying for something that didn't have to be there in the first place, but it's definitely giving you better access to something that you wanted in the first place. Absolutely. It still sucks. And I will avoid them at all costs. I, I do too. I also avoid
0: tolls just because I never keep dollar bills in my wallet. I will waste thirty minutes of my life each each going each direction just so I don't have to pay that five dollars for driving on a road.
1: Mm-hmm. And it actually costs like just as much in gas just
0: taking a long way around. You just don't want to have to deal with it. Exactly, it's trash. You want to know what else is trash? What's trash, Jimmy? Bangladeshi factories. Does that, <laughs> does that transition That's well? That's the transition. <laughs> girl power no it's trash people taking advantage of other people in a capitalistic sense
1: yeah that's pretty shitty so yeah
0: there's a factory in bangladesh oh wait what we didn't come up with a silver lining of potholes
1: yeah let's rewind for a second
0: so yeah hunting We've for lost no time hunting, for, hunting for pizza so tim what this shitty potholes and stuff What's the silver lining? Oh, that, that's that's pretty easy. Uh, obviously, the pot are potholes are getting filled. Oh, potholes getting fixed by Domino's—that
1: makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I think the it, it's actually kind of like a reverse in this particular situation. Like the silver lining is very evident. Like everybody can see that. But yeah. the cynical part is that if this is left unchecked, and if a lot of our Our social services and municipal responsibilities are ultimately delegated to private corporations, then we could possibly see some of those private corporations also taking uh, some of the um, democratically run uh, legislature and executive powers that typically would belong to government instead switching over to private hands.
0: That's true. Before too long, dominoes will become too big to fail, and we'll have to bail them out because otherwise, our roads will be shit.
1: Yeah, too big to fail.
0: (laughs) So, speaking of too big to fail, you know what else is too big to fail? Uh, Yo, mama! I
1: don't know. It (laughs)
0: could, it could work, right? (laughs) Factory overlords in (laughs) Bangladesh—they're
1: too big to fail. I don't know if it's even—it's not even (laughs) the. the people in bangladesh though like i don't i don't know like granted they probably could pay their workers more than the 42 cents an hour that they are but mm-hmm. eh, like if that's the going rate then shouldn't it be all of these other variables involved and not necessarily just the
0: Bangladeshi
1: worker uh, corporation overlord guys
0: well, let's see who owns this factory. We know it's Durd's Group. Durd something Textiles and Balls. Durd's Durd's
1: Durd's 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 Because we know who
0: owns this, I guess we could directly blame them, and then directly blame anyone that allows them to operate. Yeah. But
1: now I don't know. Sell you a T-shirt? You wanna buy it? Cause it says "Girl Power." oh man okay so let's give everybody a quick rundown uh so th- run it down so there are these awesome t-shirts oh they're so good that are being worn by models so creative uh and they say girl power on them it, it's pretty simple it actually looks like the same font and color
0: as the vote for pedro shirts from it the does. dynamite yeah it's literally a vote for pedro shirt that says girl
1: it says power, power, power. It. uh yeah and you know, they, they are nice shirts, at least from what I see in these pictures, uh, meant to empower women through solidarity. I guess if everybody wears the shirts, then girls will have more power or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, they're using that campaign as a way to sell these shirts uh, so that – what is it? It was like 38 $38.
0: Yeah, they, so basically they're, they're going the classic route of selling you a shitty graphic t-shirt but saying it's for a good cause, so they You'll, double the price of it. Yeah, so it's so like $40 it, for a shirt. $40 for a shirt that takes a dollar to make or something ridiculous like that.
1: Yeah, and then they say, well, we'll we'll donate roughly a third of what each shirt costs to some type of charity that supports people in some kind of way. And in this particular instance – provides digital books to poverty-stricken children in Africa. Uh, if they're mm. poverty-stricken, they probably don't have access to digital media.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, here's the one local library that has computers that people can use to, you know, read books digitally, but it's full every day. Yeah. Because this is a poverty-stricken area and everyone wants to use this technology. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it seems like exactly. a worthless mission.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Not to mention that digital books cost nothing. Like once once they're produced, once the, you know it's 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 digitized, or uh, in the case that you know you want them to be audiobooks, uh, that that's that's the cost. It's a flat sum. Boom, it's done. And then everything after that, it's it's just the transfer of information. So it it costs as much as you know sending a. Send it a text or uh, you know an email, it, it's yeah. really nothing. So that third of the forty dollars uh, is ultimately just going right into the pockets of the people who are producing those digital books. Which right. World Reader is the name of the organization? Uh, that charity is probably rolling in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to find I mean, something to do with all their nonprofit five hundred one c three Kind of mess. I don't
0: know. I mean, there's there's plenty of places that could use digital books. I'm thinking of places in the United States where people probably can't afford to buy books. So you just give them your free digital books and they can use them and enjoy them. But it's kind of got to know your market, right? Like you don't want to sell ice to uh, an Eskimo, an Eskimo. Right. Exactly. It's not going to be a, a worthwhile endeavor. Right. So you got to know your audience. Uh, there. So yeah, so that standpoint is shitty. That's also shitty because, so these girl power overpriced t-shirts are made in a factory owned by dirt composite textiles. Hmm. And the, the factory basically makes all of its profit off of underpaying these workers who they've recently sacked over a hundred of them we yep. are protesting to want to be paid more because no one on this planet wants to be paid forty two cents an hour yeah yeah it's it's just plain and
1: simple it's pretty ridiculous uh these people make dog shit for a living and it's yeah. it's really terrible,
0: pretty working conditions, <laughs> overworked, working sixteen hours a day yeah
1: and they, yeah they're essentially making ninety six dollars
0: a month, which even in Bangladesh is not a lot of money,
1: no. It's definitely not. It's that that is not a living wage as it's been coined in recent years. Uh, they they can't survive on that. Uh, so of course they're they're forced to, to work long hours. They're forced to work in in bad circumstances. Uh, they're being threatened. Uh, some of these uh, corporate administrators are uh, threatening to kill or beat or maim. Uh, these people in order to get them to continue to work the way that they see fit
0: exactly so here is an example from the factory's an- uh, someone who sat on the factory's anti-harassment committee they said that she was robbed of her severance pay and told if she protested she would be killed and her body put in a cardboard box
1: yeah so we were talking about this earlier the cardboard box part that that kind of makes me feel a little bit weird. It's like, what exactly are you threatening me with? Because if I am dead, I don't really care what my body's in.
0: Yeah, it seems like a like an unnecessary part of it, right? Like just like yeah. saying that if you do this, we're going to kill you. It's like okay, there's the threat, but yeah. then adding the extra information there, a cardboard box. I don't know what the the connotation there is.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh well, you don't deserve an actual casket, so we'll put you in like. Like, whatever
0: the cheapest material is around we'll put you in the cardboard box we shipped the girl power t-shirts in oh oh
1: got him we're gonna put you in a cardboard box that one at one point in time had domino's pizza in it oh <laughs> got him gotcha you're gonna smell like weird garlic and chemicals
0: <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah no it's it's uh it's absolutely awful it's trash it's I would, dumb. I wouldn't it, protest after that. It makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, when reaching out to the uh, Durs Group Managing Director, uh, Nabil Udula, I probably pronounced that wrong. I know I pronounced that wrong. Nice. No, they, they said that the company operated with the highest regard for ethical and moral standards and uh, denies the suppression or targeting of worker re- representatives. That that sounds uh that sounds legit. I'm gonna believe him. Yeah, we yeah. can trust him. He owns it. He's I'm, the one yeah. getting rich off this shit. He knows what's up. He's got no reason to lie. Yeah, I, absolutely not.
1: But he's a stand-up kind of dude. I want to have a beer with him.
0: So, I was trying to get some, do some um, research to try to figure out who owns this factory. I think, I'm, from what I understand, this factory... Uh, is owned by probably some rich uppity Bangladeshis, probably that one dude. We, we just butchered his name, the mobile Ood, the law guy. Perfect. So, uh, but while trying to figure out who owned this company, I found a bunch of their contact information. What? So anyone that feels like emailing them and telling them how shitty they are, you can do that. And I will include all the emails in the show notes. Nice. Uh, I w- I would call them and troll them, but uh, their phone number is a Bangladeshi phone number, and I'd probably be charged like eight dollars a minute to talk to them. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs>
1: they would probably keep you on the phone, like just as a way to be like, oh yeah, we're going to run you out of business right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to bankrupt you just with this phone call. Yeah. They'd be yeah. like, uh huh, yeah, we I, suck. How? I've got to go get on phone. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never so. win.
1: <laughs> How dare you, social justice warrior, tell me that I'm doing things wrong in my own country. Blah.
0: Yeah, that's true. I want to give him a piece of my mind. What are you doing to support jobs in Bangladesh? And I'd be like, oh, nothing. I don't, I don't know. I, I, put, I put it in the show notes. I put it in the show notes. I man. put it in the show notes. <laughs> We're helping all these people. We're helping them, but not really. Kind of, maybe, I don't know. Oh, jeez.
1: Ooh-wee. Yeah, this is just a, is a bad situation. Nabil Udala. Yep. Nabil Ud Dola. Dola. Dola.
0: So, do you think that the? Mm, I do think. Stanley and Stella, the mm. the PR people for yep. the, sure. the the nonprofit, right?
1: Well, they're they're the they're the folks that are producing the girl power shirt or
0: that are having the the
1: shirts uh, produced in the first place, right?
0: So, so yeah, yeah, I'm are guessing they would the have had to have hand selected this factory, right? Like you, you don't just you don't just like spin a lottery w- w- wheel. They had to reach out and say, hey, make us these shirts.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're the people that are requiring the shirts be made, and the Dirt Composite Factory is the Bangladeshi corporation that's actually producing the shirts. Uh, also, let's see, the, the other people involved, uh, we've got F Equals, uh, which is – they're, they're the, the retailers. F Equals are the ones that are actually selling the shirts for $40 odd a piece and, okay. and then supposedly donating a third of it to World Reader, which is the so, nonprofit charity that supposedly provides digital books to poverty-stricken children.
0: So when a nonprofit – Makes a decision to have a good produced in order to sell it to raise money for whatever cause yeah. they are trying to promote. What responsibilities do these nonprofits have of making sure the goods they're having produced to raise money for them are produced in an ethical manner? I don't know. I
1: feel like in, in this particular instance, it's pretty easy to say a lot because what they're doing direct, directly negatively affects women in particular. Right? Yeah. Like you're producing a shirt that says girl power on it and you're marketing it to ladies and the majority of people who work in these textile mills are women. Like it's it's pretty fucked up. Like it, right. it's, it's literally just like taking from one group of people and – Allowing some other group of people to feel better about themselves because they did something good with all of their wealth. It's like right. it's absolutely ridiculous. As far as any other company, I don't know if it's necessarily their job. Like it's it's kind of like when you're talking about your average consumer, right? Like you and I, when we go out to the grocery and we're right. picking out whatever meal we're going to eat for the rest of the week, Uh, Are we going to get organic? Are we going to get something that's fair trade? Are we going to get something on the label that – are we going to get something that's clearly labeled as being uh, from a certified organization that is going to make sure that people are fairly treated in the processing or manufacture of the item? Like it's not easy for us to do. Uh, It's probably not – it it might not be – as difficult for a larger corporation that has access to the information uh, in, in regards to who's ultimately producing what.
0: Right. Since, uh, well, I guess, in like in this case, the nonprofit is hand selecting which textile mill they want to produce their shirts. So right. I, th- I guess they would have more onerous on how and where this is getting made. Yes. And I think so. On some level, I try to think about this stuff, but a lot of time it's impossible to really know where your shit's getting made. And sometimes I'll go out of my way to buy some bullshit uh, free-range chicken or something like that where I know the chicken had a good life. But at the same time, I go when I buy some avocados that I know some Mexican farmer was paid to pick for probably $0.42 an hour. Uh, So it's just – I don't know. It's hard. Well,
1: (laughs) you could also go as far to say that the majority of farmers uh, are going to be underpaid – uh, substantially for what they do in general. In fact, yeah. it's one of those communities that has the highest level of, uh, you know, highest suicide rates uh, mm-hmm. and de- depression. I, I, I could probably ask some of my psychologist friends, but I would imagine that they would have some, some, uh, some, some mental deficits as well, based off of. The fact that they're doing such hard, laborious tasks every single day. They're barely making ends meet. You know, Mm -hmm. they they have all of their money tied up in their real estate. It's it's not it's not easy to do. And yet, in order to have inexpensive avocados, that's 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 part of the game. Right. Like, absolutely. Somebody is, is, you know, taking the wealth from them. They're appropriating it in some way. A portion of it is, you know, to make the item a little bit more uh, appealing in the supermarket, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all going somewhere. So it, there's a, a whole lot of independent responsibility that, that folks have to ensure they're, you know, treating all these people ethically and fairly. Where to place that responsibility, especially in a corporation, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: tough. Freaking dicks, man.
1: Yeah. So – I'm sure anyone who has listened to uh, our series in the past uh, knows everything that we say on cynic empowerment is absolutely 100% truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we are always factual and oh, yeah. always using the 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 thickest and most just mm, lovely primary sources. This is the best. So if you want to correct this you know you do know so, so it at goes.
0: your own peril yeah we'll we'll, we'll teach you <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you where you can do that later on in the episode
1: yeah it's because it, we're getting to that point where like i feel like i'm starting to talk out of my ass a little bit so you guys
0: uh, let us know what's up <laughs> yeah you tell us tell us what for what's the silver lining for Jimmy? what do you think silver lining for the situation is that we have these vote for Pedro-esque looking shirts for $40 a pop. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: yep. That's, that's not uh, it. Capitalism at work, you know, bringing you exactly what you want. <laughs> exactly
0: what you want for yep. a little to no money. Uh-huh. <laughs> the... Uh, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The cardboard box industry is booming as a result of all
0: oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it.
1: That's terrible.
0: <laughs> the, uh, I, I've
1: got one. I've
0: got one. Please.
1: So these people are the people that are working at Durd Composite Textiles, despite yeah. the fact that that they are in absolutely terrible circumstances. They have little to no uh, recourse. They are still making the choice to protest yep. and to group together in an effort to try to better their circumstances for themselves and their coworkers.
0: Yep.
1: I think that that takes a hell of a lot of guts uh, in situations where they're being threatened uh, with death or physical harm uh, mm-hmm. and – in a situation in which they might not have many other uh, job opportunities available. So, if, if, hey, if Dirt Composite Textiles is the only game in town and they are threatening you with death and you decide to, in the face of all that, you know, walk out and assemble with some of your other coworkers, that's, that's gutsy. That's brave. Some good stuff.
0: That is true. That is good. I like that. I'm mm-hmm. going to second that here, here. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully the, the working conditions of this factory improve in the near future.
1: Yeah. Uh, as, as as much as that's worth saying, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Workers unite. Workers unite. Uh, all right. So we're not going to leave you in, with the sad circumstance of that story. We have a little more... Of a a cracker for you with this. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at the segues. We have a
1: yeah. We, we have a very explosive topic to discuss. I don't know. Take take a crack at this one, Tim. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Jimmy, when's the last
0: time that used a grenade to open a nut? <laughs> mm, last night, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh, I don't. <laughs> 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 so uh, apparently there was a guy in China that was using uh, a type 67 defensive hand grenade which yes. in his defense does look like a nutcracker <laughs>
0: it looks straight up like a pestle for a mortar and pestle it, that is exactly what it looks like he was using it to crack nuts yeah
1: Yeah, he's cracking, cracking walnuts <laughs> with it uh, and had no idea that he was doing this for A quarter of a century, yeah. Until he saw it on a government flyer, he was like, "Oh my God! I almost blew myself up like a bajillion times over the last twenty-five years, cracking walnuts with a freaking hand
0: grenade." Yeah, it's this is like the luckiest man on the entire planet. Like, yeah, no one has a luck this good to be because I mean the exact way these grenades are activated is by pressure. So the fact that he was able to, you know, he, he's probably like ran up against some really gnarly nuts, just like slamming against them or like, uh, trying to crush the nut, but it's rolling around in the bowl or whatever. And he accidentally like slams it against a rock instead. Oh. And somehow it like never exploded mm-hmm. for 25 years. It's just super impressive. Yeah. Some of the people that looked at this hand grenade suspected that maybe it was a, uh, a test grenade for people to try to figure out how to lob them correctly yeah. in the field, but it had none of the typical markings that a dud testing grenade would typically have. So only, they could only suspect that it was a live grenade.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, this guy. I bet, like, after a while, his neighbors noticed. Like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, there goes a... Uh... There goes Tom. He's uh he's cracking nuts again, and they just like slowly slink away. Like <laughs> over time, like everybody that's lived around him just kind of like dissipates because he begins to be known as that guy that opens walnuts with a hand grenade. Like <laughs> he's
0: fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Look at him over there. Yeah. Look, he's he's going at it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that guy? He's got a death wish.
1: <laughs> uh. So in his defense, the the grenades are also known as potato mashers. So, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they do look like, kind of like a little like little club. So yeah. maybe, I don't know, something like that. Some of those handles, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Can you like, can you chuck a grenade a lot farther if it has a handle on
0: it? Yeah, you've got, it's like axe throwing, right? And yeah. so, yeah, so you, that's the whole point is you could, it'd be easier to throw long distances. Okay, rather than trying to like lob it. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. At least he wasn't, like, using it as a butt plug or something.
0: Oh, my God.
1: You know, that's, that's a little that different.
0: <laughs> that would be a com- yeah, a completely different situation. Just put it in as a butt plug, sit down, explode. That would be a uh-huh. hell of a time.
1: Yep. Like you put it in there, and then uh, all of a sudden, you're, like, a
0: little tss. <laughs> What's that? It's vibrating. That's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i really i don't know I, I almost want there to be like an animated short of this guy over like 25 of his life like you know what you know what had to have been his lucky uh walnut opener just mm-hmm. yeah I was just walking around in the woods one day and i saw his laying on the ground i was like oh huh, that's a nice looking nutcracker i could i could use that and yeah. <laughs> using it ever since gave it a name and everything his
1: uh it, he's um he was given it was given to him as a gift what?
0: Yeah. So th- there's two assholes that didn't know what the fuck this thing was used for. Oh, no. I'm just like, I, hey, I buddy.
1: It says uh, the man whose surname is Ram and lives in the Jiangxi province claimed that a friend gave him the oh, grenade. Oh, my God. In the early 1980s. Not a friend. Not a friend. Because That's his not friend a friend. Gave him a grenade and said, it's a, <laughs> it's a
0: nutcracker. With friends like that, who needs enemies? Yeah, right? Oh, okay. Thanks, buddy. I don't. uh, Surely, my friend wouldn't hand me a live grenade and tell me it's used to crack nuts. Yep. I guess I'll use it to crack nuts now. Oh, jeez. Hey, Tim. Hey, hey, uh, we've been friends for a while here. I, uh, I got you this butt plug. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Oh, thanks for giving me this butt plug. Cause that's a totally normal gift to give (laughs) somebody. That's what friends do.
1: Yeah, his his butt plug. (laughs) Or used. (laughs) used.
0: <laughs> I broke it in for you I'm gonna make sure it worked <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. that's pretty good oh what, what's our what's our silver lining for this it one? didn't explode
0: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't explode for 25 years that's like 25 years worth of silver linings
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's pretty good stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus yeah that, that guy is just oozing with good luck yeah mm-hmm Living in a, a oblivious life, uh, you know, like a, apparently never seeing where a grenade looks like. Yeah.
0: Although I mean, like it's a weird looking grenade, but
1: I mean, how do you go that long?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, it, it beats the shit out of me. And like, and it was in, it, it was in the eighties that I received it. So I mean, I think I don't think of that as like a, like a time of uh, just lack of knowledge i felt like there should have been some kind of knowledge around for people to know what the fuck it was i mean if it it wasn't like this type of grenade had just been invented it'd been around for a while so i don't know oh gosh
1: and and then of course he sees it on the on the flyer oh man i bet like at first he was like looking at this flyer of all these prohibited items and he's like yep i know what that is i know what that is uh
0: why is my nutcracker? Yeah. on why, that flyer? Why is this, why is this flyer of prohibited items say that my nutcracker is I'm not allowed to possess it? What
1: the yeah. fuck? Wait, why are all the other things around it explosives?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't be in control of nuclear weapons or whatever. It's like wait a second. That's my nutcracker. That's my nutcracker. The fuck? (laughs) Wait a second. Tom gave me that nutcracker 25 years ago, and he told me that it was for cracking nuts. That bastard. Son of a bitch. Uh, That's beautiful. Amazing. I'm surprised he gave it to the police station, though, afterwards. Just like, um, I thought this was a nutcracker. Like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. yeah no no, really i'm using it to crack nuts i can demonstrate no 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 no
1: no (laughs) watch you just hit it like this (laughs) (laughs) because he must have just been like you know just whacking the nuts right Yeah. (laughs)
0: that's
1: a dumb way to
0: open (laughs) walnuts. yeah it's not you know yeah beats the shit out of me i don't fucking know
1: would you not like I mean, over the course of 25 years and even in the 80s, there were better ways to open nuts than right. just, like, taking a heavy thing and yeah. smashing it like a caveman.
0: Right, like using an actual hammer or using yeah. an actual nutcracker or anything. Anything. <laughs>
1: anything. It's And it's not even like this thing was, like, you know, like, super cool looking. Like, it, no. it doesn't have, like, I don't know, it's not, like. Carved or anything cool. I don't, I don't know. This, whatever. Whatever, you show me. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> uh,
0: so, Jimmy, you want to tell yeah. me about what's making you sad? All right. So, I was on Reddit the other day, and... I can't remember what I was even looking at. It was it was some something that was like benign. It probably was like in the author or something like that of like some cutesy animal. And then one of the top comments was basically saying, Don't watch this video. And it was a it was like Woodpeckers Are Assholes and the title of the video was Zombie Woodpecker Eats the Brains of Doves. And what? I clicked it because I'm an idiot. Yeah it said don't watch it it said don't watch it but then i read all the comments everyone saying seriously don't watch it it's awful and i was like okay i gotta watch this
1: yeah you got to the more people that are like seriously like i wish that i could take that back like just don't do it i want to go
0: watch it right now you 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 should we should almost pause it and make you watch it oh man where is it we're gonna okay i'll send you a link we're gonna pause it here (laughs) you're laughing what is wrong with you you're a monster the
1: the, uh, woodpecker is just so like nonchalant like it's just another day at the office right yeah it's just like going to town like (laughs) "Mm, that's tasty and then the one like the first one that he attacks he like it kind of like stumbles around and then falls off the nest you know that part? Yeah, I remember. And then like the woodpecker just kind of like like cocks its head to one side and like looks down, like oh I guess it fell off. And then like goes to, like proceeds to like like woodpeckering the shit out of the other one. Mm-hmm. How how are these birds still like moving? Their brains are open.
0: So it's basically uh, a top down lobotomy. Oh man, the struggle
1: is real. Oh what is that?
0: Oh, is that the Mama Dove? Yep.
1: Aw. Aw, like that's the sad big. part. Aw, man. I bet she's sad. Yep. Mama dove sad. Are you sad? I'm sad now.
0: Isn't that sad? Yeah. Man, that woodpecker's a dick. It's such a dick. I didn't know woodpeckers ate other birds' brains. Yeah, that's oh. fucked up. Ugh. It. I found it very disturbing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's it's definitely it's definitely pretty disturbing uh, seeing the birds move around.
0: Yeah, like, I mean it's it's one thing to kill. Like, I mean, like it's another it's another perfect example that nature is awful. Yeah, and that human beings should strive to make the natural world a better place because animals don't give a fuck about anything. Oh yeah, babies, hey. whatever, they don't give a shit.
1: They have no sense of morality, you know. They, they they have no God. They're they're just killing machines. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so just to see woodpecker kill little baby birds was like Jesus Christ. This is horrible. Yeah. That help me out.
1: It's pretty terrible. Although, like, I mean, it's, it's I'm sure that there's a lot of like nasty things in nature that like every time you see uh, uh like a gazelle get taken down by a lion you know that that's that's, that's kind of like in the same vein right i
0: don't know somehow that makes me less sad i feel like there's somehow more honor to the gazelle getting taken down by a lion than a woodpecker just pecking the brains out of a baby bird <laughs> there there's like i have a different guttural reaction to the baby bird getting its head pecked into yeah. And these birds obviously have
1: no recourse whatsoever. They they, they can't run away. They can't they're fly. So def-
0: they're so defenseless.
1: Yeah. They're just like, Oh well, I guess I'm gonna get my brain pecked now. Yeah. Guess this is my this is the end of my life. It fucked me up. Poke, poke, poke. And then the and then the mama dove coming home. That's that's the worst part. Yeah, like yeah. where my babies go. They're like, Oh, they're they've been zombified. They've yeah. done got their brains all guzzled. Yep. Yeah, she's like,
0: well, guess it's time to try again. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, can doves even feel sadness? So like, oh, oh well. Well, uh,
1: apparently these particular doves are known as morning doves.
0: Which that other kind fitting. of mourning, right? Like the early time of the day, not like the crying dove, right? Uh, it's spelled. Oh, it's spelled like the crying. Yeah. Okay, maybe it is. Well, how? convenient
1: oh there you go morning doves are the most frequently hunted species in north america that's that's awesome so if you go dove hunting it's probably for morning doves gotcha. oh it's because of their their soft drawn-out call sounds like laments <laughs> perfect yeah have you ever heard that
0: I heard, I heard a little bit
1: it's the one that sounds like whoa
0: Ooh, whoa 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 Like that Yeah <laughs> You got it <laughs> Ooh, whoa. Ooh, whoa. I mean I oh. guess I probably have heard of it before, but my brain never bothered to save that memory in my brain yeah
1: doves oh doves it's funny that uh doves are are commonly hunted it's like it's not one of those birds that's really seeming like it's hurting anything yeah and they don't really seem like they got a whole lot of uh, lot of meat all over them so yep i don't know it doesn't really make sense to me that and they also mate for life mm. so uh they're monogamous
0: Monogamous. Oh, so that makes them more valuable?
1: I I don't know. Do you think that they have that discussion with their partners where they're like, if I died, would you remarry? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would wait, like, at least a couple of months. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. That's a lifetime, right? Mating for life, just waiting a couple months.
1: Yeah. That sounds about right.
0: Damn it. <laughs> Anyway, why are you sad, Tim?
1: <laughs> this morning does. Uh, why am I sad? Uh, so my brain feels a little foggy because I had too many drinks last night. That's why I'm sad. That'll happen. Yeah, I had had a little company party and kind of went all out, and now I'm feeling all. Ugh. Ooh. Uh, uh, uh. Sure, that wasn't apparent apparent throughout this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, you definitely didn't sound different than all those other episodes. No, uh,
1: <laughs> drinking is too much all the time. Oh my god, such is life. Oh uh, man, hey, I'm doing good.
0: Oh uh, hell yeah.
1: Yeah, doing all right.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Better than those baby doves, that's for certain. Oh, a hell of
1: a lot better than those baby doves. Although, I I feel like I I probably walk around about the same as as them at the moment. My brain's open. It's all out. The Woodpecker's trying to to break my skull with its beak. I mean, I guess if you have the tools, right?
0: Why not use them? No
1: honor. There is no honor amongst woodpeckers
0: right well if you guys want to reach out to us and tell us what's making you fucking sad and after watching the zombie woodpucker guzzles dove brains video you can do so by emailing us at cynic at we'd love to hear from you there you can also like us on the facebook at cynic empowerment send us a message or you can tweet at us at cynic one we would love to hear from you
1: yeah seriously you guys should like tell us how you like that video go watch the video go watch the video and then you you come back to us and be like ah man woodpecker is kind of cool i'm on its side and then we're gonna block (laughs) you
0: that's (laughs) that's pretty much how that's gonna go that's that's it (laughs) that's the cycle
1: yep absolutely um so uh everybody it'd be wonderful if you could just keep your head up we will uh catch you next time
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. Go and fill some potholes or something. You might get sued by your municipality for doing their work for them, but go and do it anyways.
1: That's right, because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, we we all have a shovel. We all have black shit. Go take that black shit, put it in that hole, and then take your shovel and kind of go smack it down. Smack it down, pack it up, pack it up with the stuff. Maybe put some cardboard boxes in there.
0: Put some cardboard boxes little,
1: on there. A Little bit of filler, you know, like they, they you know, put it over the top. And uh, boom, you done fixed the road. You did good It'd for be society. Great. It'd be great. Your community would love you for it. And you'd be like, Oh man, that pothole was fixed
0: by by Jimmy. That's right. You just put a little signature in there. Do like the little classic like hand print in the concrete mm-hmm. <laughs> signature. That's right. That's
1: right, you, you earned it. You earned the right to put your handprint
0: on any pothole you fill off your own immortal money place. and time. That's right. You're not, and now it's legally your road because your name's on it. You, if anyone asks you whose road it is, be like, it's my, road, that's and my road. They'll say, is your name on it? Be like, yes, it sure is. It's right there. It's if I can direct pothole. your attention to my name right <laughs> here. <laughs> Evidence.
1: Otherwise, I would have been Sleeping in a ditch somewhere. Might have been sleeping in a pothole. (laughs)